Welcome to this week's episode of Haywood's Take on Hollywood. More like Haywood's second take on Hollywood. <laughs> Jake messed up the first line, so we had to restart. Well, this is my first time Hollywood hosting. takes on the Haywoods. Stop it. What would their take on us be? Atrocious. What movie... We'll get... To, we gotta think about, actually, like, what movie would, like, play, like, is closest to our life. That'd be beautiful. Our That'd idiot be brother. <laughs> Maybe. Who's the idiot brother? You? Oh. Mm, I think that we'll let the audience decide who they think that is. <laughs> that can be an Instagram poll. This week, we're going to talk about some of our favorite nerdy interests. Beep, boo, boo, bop. We have Pokemon, the first movie, and the Super Mario Bros. movie What's that we're going to be talking boo, about. Boo, from? That's just nerdy noises. Though. Okay, I didn't know what the reference <laughs> was either. Well, I just moved on. It's actually a SpongeBob reference, but <laughs> I'm just saying because video games. Beep, boo, boo, bop. So we're talking about two movies that are based on video games, uh, important video games in the Haywood household growing up. Um, and so we figured we would start with our top five Desert Island video games. Yep. This is our first first non-movie game or non-movie, uh, you know, activity. intro activity. But it's, you know, it was very fitting with, with the, uh, the conversation. Well, in video games, there's still media. And I feel like anyone who loves movies has probably played a decent a video amount game. of video games. <laughs> you know, there's haters out there, video games, Karen moms. But this audience, you know, if you're one of those, maybe this will convert you to the joy that video games can be. Absolutely. So I think let's just go ahead and get started uh, one at a time, say... One of your uh, Desert Island video games. Trevor, let's start with you. All right. I'm going to choose one that I don't think you guys will have. Cool. Because I think there's some that we will have in common. My very first pick, well, it's not in this order per se, but the first one I'll say is Donkey Kong 64. Sweet. A staple Um, in our house. Donkey Kong 64 is incredible. Highly underrated, I think. It's... It's just a great adventure game, very nostalgic for me. I think it would keep my heart softened on the island. You know, there's 200 golden bananas to collect. It's yeah. a collect-a-thon game, so I think I would stay busy. It's a travesty that the freaking Switch Online hasn't... It doesn't put, have a port. It hasn't done Donkey Kong 64. It is a truly depressing I, th- I think there's legal issues with Rare, the company. Because mm, there's not Banjo-Kazooie either? There is, though. Ooh. But I think for some reason they're holding DK64 ransom. Pay them. I Nintendo, agree. you know what you, you must ha- do. You have all this the opening soundtrack. weekend money from freaking Mario. Go, if, use, it, use it to just get the rights back to freaking Donkey Kong 64. I mentioned the soundtrack to this thing. The soundtrack is amazing. Is. There's a symphony version of the DK64 <laughs> soundtrack on Spotify. Yeah. Look it up. DK64 symphony. I mean, Jungle Japes will change your life. That's the ultimate homework music. Sean, what you got for a game Okay. on your island? My first one I'm going to go with is the my most nerdy just to get it out of the way. It's the best game I've ever played. I I specifically stopped playing it because I had to. But it's World of Warcraft. Yes, it's I'm not nerdy enough to actually like do it. But if I'm on a desert island, it's the biggest freaking game freaking ever. I'm sure there's bigger ones, but it's like you could play this and feel like a new thing for the rest of your life. I think unlimited content. I guess the question is, is 
online gaming? How does that work? I'll allow it. Yeah. Okay. You you we can't use it to get you off the island, I'd say. Yeah, fair. <laughs> but have... if, if I can just like, but seriously, like it's so vast and expansive and you can play any iteration of character. There's like 30 different types of characters. And then within those, all the subgenres, and then there's the world that's gigantic and there's 40 of them. And like, it's just beyond. It's like, I would feel... That would be the only time I would ever allow myself to play World of Warcraft is because I'm on a desert island. You're scared of how take over my whole life. (laughs) You're scared of how deep you dive as it is. Yeah. So it's like desert island. That's that's why it's my number one. Nice. Jake, what you got? The first one I wanted to mention is one that I don't know if you guys have heard of or played. Heard of. You might have heard of it. It's called Journey. It's absolutely beautiful. And now I come to you with open eyes. You know, different journey, but this one is just as beautiful as a power ballad. It's considered one of the best games of all time. What what console are we talking? It's on, I believe it's on PlayStation or Steam. Um, and it's a very, very simple game. Um, it takes about two to three hours to play the whole game through. There's no dialogue. It's just a visual masterpiece of, of storytelling. You're on a desert Island and you're going to pick a two hour game. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, when I I was doing this, I had that thought as well. I was thinking more like what are the best games of all time? Okay. When I made this list and it's just beautiful. You you have four other games. Yeah, I do. And they're really solid. So you can just revisit this. What's really cool about it is it's a single player game, but once in a while, if you're connected to the internet, you'll see another character um, who has very similar design to you, just like walking through, you're not allowed to communicate. The only thing you can do is like press a button and it will like hit a musical note or something. Um, and you just walk through this story and it tells you the story is of it a like a puzzle civilization. Type game? Like it's more like a, a journey. Like, like <laughs> Zelda. Are you, are you defeating villains in this game? Not really. You just walk through it. You're walking through a two hour. Watch game. it on YouTube. So as I look at the the photo, it, it, you know you could just do this on the desert island. <laughs> it takes place <laughs> in the desert. <laughs> I think Jake handpicked. Well, okay, I mean, you I'm guys sure don't know. Good. That's why I brought this up. It's one of the best. It looks best it games that. I've ever seen. It's just ironic. I actually haven't like played it. I just watched made. it. Like oh, two hour game <laughs> through the desert. It's fun. I won't take this slander. Everyone, look it up on YouTube. <laughs> But I'll, you can I'll watch the whole thing through on YouTube. That's what I did. I haven't you played it. You can see how the slander is a little. You just watch it. Though. It's mostly a visual. Story. Okay, Jake, do another one of yours then. He okay, a movie for his video game. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. Well, I grew up watching Sean play video games. Sean and Abby, honestly, that's and true. I'm a video game watcher. I will watch people on Twitch. You know, it's it's very fun for me. Um, okay, my next choice. It has to be. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. That was on my list. That was also on my list. It's so all just, three of our, but I'm not going to use it as one of my. It's on my long on your list. short list. Sorry. Now you that co- I've you considered it. it. Yes. Okay. I, I, me and Jake both have it on our list of five. I thought I was really, really, really good at this game because I am for a casual player. And then I met my boyfriend Tyler, who's a competitive player, and I haven't played since. I'll say this about me and Jake, Sean, not so much. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm really bad. He's not I'm really bad. bad at it. Um. But we're good. I think for the amount of time that me and Jake have put in, we are very good. Talent. 
if if you're talking the actual best players out there, we're not not near, even close. But for like per hour, good. I think we're pretty we're dang there. good per hour. I think so per, too. Per hours played. Yeah. Who's your main? Mine. Yeah. Link. Sean. It's. I mean, it's K rule. You're about to say that you're K rule and you're better at it. So really, is maybe you can say K rule. K rule. I I am also K rule. Um. Brutal. Smash Bros is. I think the best video game of all time, in my opinion, oh. because I love games that you can play locally with your friends. And that's yeah. just the best one, period. I that's think fair. it is like top tier. I like that's the only time I really play it is with my buddies. And it's like, that's why I'm only it's like once a year we'll get together and play it. And that's why I'm not very good at it. But it is so fun to play. We'll play all night. Nice pick. It's fun for a casual player as well as you can just sink hours into it. Uh, and get really, really, really skilled. All right, Sean, what you got? Okay. My next one that I'm going to go with is... I'm going to go with... Oh, no. I'm going to go with Assassin's Creed. I'm go- I am I wrote down Valhalla. I haven't actually played that one, but I looked it up, and it, that one's the, the biggest. And it has you know high ratings, and it's Assassin's Creed. But any of the, the Assassin's Creed that I've played are amazing. It's fun to just assassinate bad guys for hours and this one's pretty vast so you, you, you know you can it's open world a lot of mine are going to be open world type but assassin's creed's freaking great i think open world's a good pick if you're on a desert island because it's like the opposite you don't of what you have want a two-hour i don't want a two-hour movie <laughs> <laughs> jake chooses like the game boy advance you know how they used to have movies for the game boy advance <laughs> like that you could play on it jake just chooses one I choose of those. parasite on, on the game boy advance <laughs> Um, okay, so Assassin's Creed, I pick my next pick. I assume this is going to be on both of yours. If it's not, shame on you. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah, that's that's the that's like it's on my short on my list. list. Yeah, yeah. I think that may be the best one player game of all time that I've played. What are your thoughts on that? It's that was the one I would say is my favorite game of all time. Yeah, I almost 100%ed the game during oh. the height of uh, coronavirus quarantine. I did everything except for the Koroks. I was going to say the Koroks. But I did everything like else. 900 of them. It got to the point. I mean, that's one that I dove pretty deep into during COVID as well. And I remember this is extremely embarrassing and nerdy of me to say and pathetic, honestly. But I would look at a <laughs> mountain in real life and I'd be like, that reminds me of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> like, I'd look at, like, a cliff and be like, I wonder how much stamina I'd need to get to the top of that. <laughs> yes. Like, that's the nerdiest thing I've ever said. That's probably. good. No, that's good. I'm but glad it's, it's, it's available for it's public. It's the most beautiful. Um, we were thinking about talking about, like, adaptations to movies, and I, I, would, I would hope someone would have it with, like, the most, like, utter possible, like, respect and, like, f- frad- fragility. But, like... It would be a great movie if, especially with this like animation style. I think that Breath of the Wild, yeah, I think I feel stunning. Like it's just yeah, so beautiful. I'm so excited for the sequel. Yeah, and I next month. Next month. So I am a Nintendo guy. Like if I have yeah. to pick a system yeah. or a company, it's not Xbox or PlayStation for me. It's Nintendo. With all of us. Same. Yep. And so we're kind of a Nintendo family. Of course, we had the 360 grown up and the. You know, we never had a PlayStation no. as a family. I do now, but but like back growing up, we didn't have one. Yeah, 
But we were Nintendo guys always. Um. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna choose. So far, our three of mine are Nintendo. What What else you got, uh, Sean? It's is it Jake or is it me? It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, I'm gonna go with Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> <laughs> going to the club, if you know what I mean. No, it's just you know another. I'm going. There's gonna be a lot of open worlds, but it's like I know it's bad. <laughs> It's like so fun to just drive around. No, everyone loves it. And, You're good. Uh, you know, kill people. <laughs> and steal cars. Steal cars <laughs> and run from cops and uh, aid and drug trafficking and uh, prostitution. And but this is an episode the kids are going to listen to, oh, so <laughs> we'll keep going with that. Wait, keep on going. Uh, Don't play it till you're older. Don't worry about it. When you're older, Great. don't play it either. All right, Jake, what you got? Okay. <laughs> Moving on. My next one um, is actually, I'm glad you brought up Breath of the Wild so then I don't have to put it on my list. Zelda Ocarina of Time. Wait, you still have to include it in your five. No. Okay, fine. But you don't get Breath of the Wild. <laughs> um, I want to talk about um, Ocarina of Time. This is So you're going to have both. Uh, sure. This is the first ever... Not ever, but like the most successful open world game. It's like so open world. It came out so long ago. It was revolutionary and it created games as we know it. It has the best puzzles. I've played it soundtrack. Like I've played it through probably five times, hundred percenting it. Like I love this game so much. And actually, it it might it might beat my Breath of the Wild on my list. Um, I love Ocarina of Time. Highly recommended. Nice. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with a non-Nintendo one, um, and I think it's going to be my only non- non-Nintendo one, and that is Spider-Man. Mm. Excellent. On the PS4. Um, I borrowed it from Sean. It is outstanding. Yeah. It is incredible. The same things that, that you would have to say about Breath of the Wild being so vast and great. Spider-Man offers you a scale model of the Manhattan Island. Um, pretty much down to very small details. If you live in New York and you're listening to this, first of all, wow, I'm impressed. Awesome. I'm impressed with our reach. Second of all, <laughs> um, you probably have heard how accurate this game is. It's amazing. The, I love the gameplay. It makes you feel like you're freaking Spider-Man, the suits. I'm, yeah, I had to choose Spider-Man to be on this Great list. Great choice. It's another one I watched. My, I watched my ex play like the whole game. It's so fun. I love watching. Yeah, I, I 100%ed that one myself, so that's a great one. And the DLCs and everything, it's freaking, it's a, it's amazing. Sweet. I have my last one. This is going to come as a surprise, because if anyone knows me, I'm a, I'm a sports guy, a sports game guy. As Trevor and Jake said, they'd sit there and watch me play, probably not this one as much, but I would just like play sports games until 3 a.m. and like reorder rosters and, and do stupid, boring stuff for everybody else. But I had it, I really liked it. But I'm actually going to take Tiger Woods PGA Tour 2005. You played that game to the ground. Holy cow. And here's why. I love Madden. I love I love 2K. I love FIFA. They're all great. MLB the sport. MLB the show. So sure. show. <laughs> all that one's probably like probably next. But the gameplay itself on Tiger Woods is just is my favorite. Whereas the the other ones, it's like reordering rosters, like I said, and like learning the players and blah, blah, blah. 
that's what I spent most of my time doing, like franchise mode. But as far as like gameplay, I freaking love golf. It's amazing. So I would I'm I'm taking Tiger Woods for my for my fifth one. Amazing. I knew you'd have a sports game in there. So I am genuinely shocked it was that. I thought you were gonna go with Madden. Also fun. I have my final two picks. Um, the first one I want to mention is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It's the best version of Mario Kart. It's a classic. And uh, it's a party game. You'd be cracked after that long. Oh no one goodness. would ever want to play with you again. Imagine that and Super Smash Bros. on my island. Your drift? You'd still lose to some people. I'd still lose with to Smash a lot Bros, of people. It's, it's, it's insane. I don't think I could get as good in my lifetime as... Uh, most of the there are some people who practically do live on an island because of how much they play super smash bros yeah and uh imagine how good i'd get at mario kart i'm also really really decent at that game i'm also impressed that our desert island has the consoles and electricity to allow us to play these but we don't use it to communicate (laughs) no to get our get ourselves home we're here to game my final pick that um i wanted to mention is kind of a hot take especially recently um, I have to go with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. This game had a lot of performance issues, and so I felt like a lot of people did not give this game the time of day. However, it is the best storyline that's ever existed in a Pokemon game. Cap. It is the best gameplay mechanics and quality of life improvements. Um, it's better than any Pokemon game. It's so, so good. I love this generation of Pokemon. Um, and I would highly recommend uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I was nervous I'd be the only one with a Pokemon game. So I'm glad that you mentioned mentioned that. I'm and so it's excited. It's a great game. I had three different Pokemon games listed, <laughs> uh, but I ended up just choosing one from this and one from Zelda. And, uh, you know, it's a masterpiece. So I'm, I'm going to also use my last pick with Pokemon. I'm going to go... And I know this is an older one, so it does have some of the more grindy aspects and not the the stuff that they've added to make it more smooth and nice. But maybe on a desert island, I would prefer the grind. Just slow down. Pokemon Emerald. I knew you'd go there. On the Game Boy Advance yep. is, is probably... I'm going to share a very brief story. AYSO Soccer. Yes. I was on defense most of the time, and I was okay at defense. It was definitely my best position, and I was okay at it, right? I'm not a soccer player. It is what it is. My parents, I don't know if I egged them on or if they – because they're not just like, oh, kids score a goal. We want to be entertained. What actually happened is they were used to having me as a child who was freaking utterly dominant from the time I started up. any sport, and they were sick of watching your stupid games when you couldn't couldn't keep up <laughs> they're like why can't they, they went like through me i played till i was like 13 well anyway the point is i didn't score goals very often so there was a deal made between me and my parents that they would give me a 20 dollar cash a 20 dollar bill if i scored a goal now this is the time when you have a fresh pokemon emerald game boy advance game at walmart in the case for 20 dollars oh. and so immediately without a like less than a second, I'm like, I'm gonna use that to buy Pokemon Emerald. Like I had to. I didn't have it. The Kingsburys, our friends, had it. I needed it. Did you score a goal? So it's a stormy day. They thought they were gonna cancel the game. They didn't. They let us play because there was no lightning. 
we go in. Coach is like, you're on defense. I'm like, wait, but I want to <laughs> score a goal. He's like, eh, no, just play defense. So he put me on defense. He didn't let me play forward, which is fair. He probably and he made the right cardio. call. The ball got to me, and <laughs> and this sounds fake, but I kid slow you not, motion. like blacked out, slow motion, whatever it was, I became an elite Olympic level power athlete, and I scored a goal. I drove it the whole field, and I scored, and I fell to my knees. I kid you not. Yes. I, this is not being. No, I fell I, to my I knees and I screamed, "I'm getting Pokemon Emeralds!" Stop. At that That's moment, okay, not maybe not that moment, but lightning struck and the <laughs> game. The game was over. We had to end the game early, which I'm like, great. I didn't want to have to sit through another 20 minutes before to I left wait. to go on the way home. Yeah. I didn't even see the twenty dollar bill. <laughs> On the way home, we picked up Pokemon Emerald, and I played it until 3 a.m. that night in oh, my bed. That game is so good. So that is why I choose Pokemon Emerald. Excellent, excellent choices. I think the only reason I didn't pick a Pokemon one is because I would just i i feel I feel like I just want one that just has freaking all the Pokemon. And so maybe I like sabotage myself, and so maybe I should have just picked one that has the most that I could get. But I was just like, I would just be like. I don't know. I feel like there's, it's not quite as like vast as some of the games I was picking. If I can't world. catch them all, yeah, it's like come on. I don't right, and ones. I agree with that. I think I would be still fine with being content with catching all of the ones that you can in the game, which I did during uh, quarantine with with Sword and Shield. It's one of my right. be- better accomplishments. I hundred percent of that Pokedex. So that's that's our five. So I'll do a recap of mine. I had Donkey Kong sixty four, Super Smash Bros Ultimate. Um, Pokemon Emerald, Spider-Man, and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Awesome. I had World of Warcraft, Grand Theft Auto V, Breath of the Wild as well, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and Tiger Woods PGA Tour 2005. I had Journey, which was (laughs) ridiculed and would probably be replaced with Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, I also had Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, Zelda Ocarina of Time, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So, only game in all three of ours, well, I guess none technically, but Jake just said he'd probably replace Journey Journey with Breath of the Wild. Yeah, absolutely. um, But Pokemon was on two of ours. We're uh, Nintendo boys. Yeah, and speaking of Pokemon. Speaking of Pokemon, we have a movie to talk about. Holy cow. I see now that the circumstances of one's birth is irrelevant. It is what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are. Who said that, Jake? Was it Martin Luther King Jr.? Was it Mahatma Gandhi? No. It was Mewtwo. Mewtwo strikes back. (laughs) Honestly? (laughs) So, did you guys watch the version with that intro that didn't show in the original? I did. Yep, I watched it. That had kind of gave more of a backstory. Kind of gave like a, like a like a how did Mewtwo even come about his origin? His origin. I liked it because it showed yeah the reasons why the so Mewtwo is a genetically like made Pokemon, which is he's the only one really like that. And um, just before we get too deep into this, all of us are Pokemon fans. Nerds. Growing up, I I talked about this already on our nostalgia. Um, episode but if you don't know many pokemon that's fine i can name all 1010 of them (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh I'm more of an OG. I I maybe went through like the second region, but mostly just like the original 151 are, are my calling card. Um, I was the one who introduced it to the family, seeing as I was the oldest. I was I was you know six, seven, eight years old when I got a Cubone, and as a Pokemon card, and then randomly by a, a gift from God, no joke. Didn't ever ask for it. Didn't even honestly know it really existed. But one Christmas. My mom, I have no idea how or why, but she bought me a Pokemon themed Game Boy Color with Pokemon Yellow, like out of the blue. She knew I like liked Pokemon, but like I didn't even like, you know, I was so young that I didn't know all the ins and outs of what was out there and available. But she bought me a Game Boy Color and Pokemon Yellow. and It was the same as Trevor. I I remember that that day I just played it all day like Pokemon yellow. And I'm just like, how did she know? And that changed the course of our family forever. It actually did. Uh, I'm now starting up a crazy Pokemon card collection. I have every Pokemon (laughs) um, gen one through eight. So that's approximately 900 or so. I have the first 900 Pokemon. They just came out with the new cards. So like when we say we like Pokemon, we're all in, we're all in, we're all in. Um, And that includes, you know, I watched the show just the first season. So like how Sean said, kind of the originals, um, the TV show, the anime, I've only seen those. And then like scattered episodes of the next few seasons with Gens yeah. 2 and 3. Jake, have you seen much of the anime? Um, not really. I, I watched the the first um season. No. Yeah, I think we're all yeah, kind of in the, the same. Yeah, the Indigo League. Right. Um but then Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back, comes out in 1998. Um, so this is almost technically like a TV movie in a way, like a, a movie based on a television show yeah, more than the game. Well, both, obviously. Which it's uh, really interesting. This came out in Japan first, of course. Yeah, this is our first um, like animated J- Japanese movie. We'll get into yeah. Studio Ghibli and such. But I think yeah, we had to go with what's what's best first. Obviously. No, 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 no. What we know, <laughs> um, and I think Pokemon is a great. It's almost like an intro to anime slash Japanese animation to like the U.S. Yeah, because a lot ours. of that and like Dragon Ball Z and like Avatar: The Last Airbender. Those are kind of like your Americanized, almost anime. It's kind of like yeah, it's animes. a gateway drug to to anime. Well, this has an interesting um, origin. Speaking of Mewtwo's origin, um, when they originally released it in Japan, <clears throat> in Japan, sorry about that, um, the script was pretty different. Um, and when they were adapting it into English, they decided to make Mewtwo less three-dimensional and more just pure evil. Um, so they cut the beginning that gives his origin. Yeah, that, that gave us a lot of like reason why he was like yep. a jerk the whole time. And they we never knew before. He like, was, why, is he, why is he so mean? He was too morally ambiguous for American audiences, which I totally disagree with. Wow. But they were so like... So the Japanese <laughs> thought that Americans couldn't handle... No, the Americans decided when they were adapting the script to make it less mor- morally ambiguous and make him just evil. Well, I'm glad that we got to see the extended version. Yeah. Um, and I don't even think in the original version, I kind of, he's like, who am I? These people Very just existential. Yeah. It's like the most existential character. Like, what is my purpose? Yeah. Why was I made? 
what do I do with my you life? You two asking the big questions. Um, but I'd like to talk about a young boy named Ash Ketchum real quick. I think, so they just made the announcement after all these years of the show running, he's no longer, he's kind of left his journey, him and Pikachu. And I feel like Ash Ketchum is an incredible, like, relatable, young, I just felt like he was a great protagonist for the series and this movie. Like, yeah, I think when I was I was thinking about it when I was watching it, I was like, why why is he compelling as a character? And he is very like flawed, and he con- continuously makes mistakes. And he's kind of and especially at the beginning, he's really goofy of his journey or whatever. Not so much in this movie, um, but he's so he's so determined, and then he's very like loyal to the Pokemon that he has. And so, and those two things, I think above all of his other uh, characteristics are kind of what drives the story is him wanting to be the best, but not so much that as, as just like wanting his, like, like Pikachu to be the best and like, to like, he's like, so like in on his, his team and he's just so determined to do it. He's like a perfect foil character for Mewtwo in this movie because, um, you know, he is not the strongest trainer yet. Um, and yet he's very determined and he cares for the people and the Pokemon around him. Um, and he treats them well. So it's like it ultimately that quote I gave where Mewtwo is talking about, it doesn't really matter how you were, how you came to this world or why you're here. What matters is what you do with that gift of life. And he learns that from Ash and how Ash treats uh, his people and his Pokemon. I think an interesting aspect of Pokemon is they're almost like I would say they're like as intelligent as humans in a way. Whereas like a, if you have a pet in real life, like it's not going to exactly understand what you're telling it. But like in the show, when he's talking to Pikachu, I almost feel like like Pikachu knows English. Like he understands it fully. Yeah. So I feel like his Ash and Pikachu's relationship, like we talked about Hiccup and Toothless. Yeah. This is to me like the greatest um possible like in all of fiction a person and his pet like the the bond between ash and pikachu is is unreal it's also central like Appa's up there but yeah i Appa's think i think there. i think you're even i think we get this one even more fleshed out just for having more time with them but yeah i think you're right it's uh so toward the end um i mean we're very much in spoiler territory but like here we are. But, uh, you know, here we are. We I, are in every you're episode. You're probably not concerned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mew is fighting Mewtwo and um, all the, the clones are fighting each other, a Pikachu against a Pikachu, a Venusaur against a Venusaur. And they're all getting really exhausted and they don't want to be fighting, um, except for Mewtwo just really wants to prove that he's stronger than Mew. And uh, Ash runs in between them to stop the fight and he's turned to stone. Now... I don't know if there was a dry eye if this was shown in the theater, but Pikachu at that point, when Ash is turned to stone, is trying so hard to shock him back into life. And you just hear the effort. Like he put every last ounce of all of the amps of, of volts or whatever he had. Like he was, he is never like just the look in his face, honestly. And I know this is a kid's movie and like most people probably give this like a low rating and I understand but like actually how touching and just like how pure that is like yeah. really is like low key emotional in a weird way. 
Yeah, for me, I, I kind of have this as a lower rating. I gave it a three stars out of five just because the movie, you know, the animation's like pretty good and like the dialogue's like pretty good. But there's, but, but if I was to give something closer to that four, four and a half, five star, it would be some of that emotion and some of like yeah, kind of the lines that, that uh, Jake was mentioning, kind of some of the stuff that's a little more like, I don't know. It's like, it just feels so like, like heartwarming to like see Ash's love for, um pokemon and for his friends and then for mewtwo to have like that change of heart and for pikachu to want you know to resuscitate ash those are like obviously the strongest points by a mile in this movie and but they're actually strong points you know what i'm saying i agree i think i think this movie um it's it's like a tough recommend for people who are not familiar with pokemon but if you have the nostalgia of pokemon i think you're really gonna like this movie if you don't you might not and that's okay. Well, and another thing is, I feel like those themes you were talking about and those moments, like that's, we talked about how movies like The Lion King and like 90s Disney used to have just like this heavy, yeah. like really heavy or intense or just powerful moments and themes. I would argue this is similar. Like, I don't think the Pokemon movies made now are quite near like like this one. I don't know. I haven't really watched them, but like this one does a great job. Like when you're a seven year old kid watching this movie and, and he's saying like, it doesn't matter what circumstances you are born in, but what you do with the gift of life. Like I'm just imagining myself as a seven year old, just like with glazed eyes, like <laughs> nodding my head, like, wow. Wow. <laughs> That's the most profound thing you've thought of in your life. Yeah, that, that was point. like, well, and I'm sure, you know, I didn't pick it up that, at that time, but like, I, I also want to just shout out, you know, to Team Rocket and Meowth. Are they even antagonists? You know what I'm saying? We I root like for them. Yeah. The, the, like, they, they, they're, they're more foils than anything. They come in and, like, spoil the party. And, yeah, they're, like, trying to kidnap or this, that, or the other. But, like, half the time they're, like, in on the, like, saving of the day. You know what I'm saying? I give him, like, an almost, like, obviously not to the extent, but, like, Uncle Iroh, where it's, like, technically, like, for a while they're, like, but when it comes to like push and shove, like they're gonna help out Ash yeah. and Pikachu. Yeah, they're not gonna like leave him for dead. When the fate it's of humanity shocking. is at stake, they're always gonna the back him up. Okay, and then there's that. One, okay, so we talked about Mewtwo's lines and the profound scene yeah. with Ash and Pikachu. What about the Meowths talking? Okay, I don't know if you guys remember that, but Meowth he can speak English. The other ones just saying Meowth, Meowth, you know, because you can't yeah. hear. But they're like clearly. Like, they're watching Mewtwo and Mew fight up in the sky. They're watching all the Pokemon around them fight, and those two aren't fighting. And they're just talking, and they're just like, we ha- we share the same Earth. We share the same sky. He literally says, like, maybe we should focus on what we have in common instead of what... <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, Trevor's tearing up here. I'm like, I'm like Meowth, you're like from Brooklyn. You're like, Meowth, that's right. <laughs> that was good. Okay, but really, like, that's, so I gave this movie a four out of five, and it's because of, of the goofiness and the childhood nostalgia, but also there's multiple moments that are genuinely making valid points that people need to hear. These are, these are issues, like, if I'm adopted or, like, if I have a life where I feel like I was born into a bad family and I just feel like I have a rough situation, and Mewtwo's like, listen, it's not what you're born into, but what you do with life. Like holy cow! The, Beautiful. the The top comment on Letterboxd is Mewtwo ended racism. 
profound. This movie did for for people in 1998 what 21 Jump Street did for Kanye. You know. Oh yeah. But I honestly, I feel like um, they did a great job with the IP. Yep. They showed a ton of fun Pokemon. Yeah, some of the best. I work. think it's the best of Pokemon movies. Certainly. And I think it, it's, more, but... I think it's, I would argue it's the best of all Pokemon media outside of video games, like movies, television, whatever have you. Like this is to me. What about the Poke Party dance? Right. Pokemon Gotta Dance is up there. Ludicolo and Loudred going oh, ham. So good. I'll recommend that one. What's that one? Pikachu, like, is that the one? I'm, when there, it's just the, it's just the friends. Pikachu's the vacation. Yeah, Pikachu's oh, that vacation. That one's good too. That, that's just like a fun little. I think that introed this movie, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Right. So, like, when Disney movies have like that little short beforehand, Pokemon did that with with Pikachu's vacation. Once again, great. So I need to make I need to make a point, and I don't remember this as a child, but it hit me like a ton of bricks while I watched this this time. They said. So, because Team Rocket picks them up in a, in Viking costumes to take them across <laughs> across the ocean, and they said, "I didn't know there were Vikings here." And this is very important. Ash says there are Vikings in Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota, Minnesota, the Minnesota Vikings exist in in, in, the in Kanto in the Pokemon world, and and if. You you may not know, but in 1998, the Minnesota Vikings went 15 and one with a rookie, a rookie Randy Moss, a veteran Randall, a veteran Randall Cunningham, a Chris Carter in his prime. They had like seven All Pros. They didn't win the they didn't win the championship. But the fact that Ash is is getting word in Canto, and and that it exists, I'm, I'm, I've never heard our world referenced in pokemon and that like shook me to my core <laughs> that is brilliant and that he knew that the minnesota vikings existed anyway yeah and i'm pretty sure i remember there being a reference in the show to like um some catholic reference and so everyone's like wait that means wait, that jesus, jesus is canon to pokemon that's brilliant so anyway those moments are so good in shows and I remember laughing at that too. Like, did he just reference the Minnesota Vikings? That. They break break the fourth wall. Ash and Lizzo shaking hands at the Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings. Right. Seen in one though. Ash knew. <laughs> That's crazy. That's I feel like um, the hardest time I had with this movie is when we're in the clone fight toward the end, and all of a sudden we get a 1998 pop song playing in the background. Sure. It was it's a just kind of needle drop. It's like it's like right, you know. I agree, I agree with that. Kinda sure, rough. take that out. I think the the so if we're gonna talk about music, I think the greatest and I once again I'm not exaggerating. The best TV show theme I think in the world was the original Pokemon theme. I wanna be the very best. Markel, who doesn't really like Pokemon and almost actively roots against her children liking Pokemon, oh. I think has slightly shifted now that she's heard the the intro three thousand times. I would do it along with the Pokey rap, yeah, and she'll like be like singing them along now, and I'm like, hell, up, oh, heck yeah, heck the yeah, children, yeah, I I freaking love the music in. They do kind of a different version of it, which I thought was fun. Yeah. It kind of up the ante, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, sure. Take that nineties cringe out. Some at, of the, with that the music. cringe and you know, I'm sure they replaced some Japanese song there. Um, but I just feel like that could have been a much more dramatic moment building up to the final fight. If it didn't have like kind of a fun little bop. If your kids can stand watching 2d animation, which is unlikely, but if they can highly recommend watching this movie with your kids, they do. They did just come out with the 3d version on Netflix. I think it lost a little bit of heat doing that way, but if it is something that your kids would watch instead, you know, a gateway. Yeah, it's it's a shot for shot remake of the of the the shortened version, the American version. So that's Pokemon. I loved it. Anything else you guys have to say? Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Up next, we have some very special guests here on our podcast. We have Kent and Maxwell. So Kent is our sister Abby's son, our nephew. And Max, of course, is uh, Sean's son. I interviewed Kent and Sean took it with Max. So we're going to listen to what they have to say about the Super Mario Brothers movie. Here it is. Hello, everyone. It's me, Sean. I'm here with my cool son. What's your name? Maxwell! How old are you? Uh, five. That's amazing. I have a very important question for you. Who is your favorite character in the whole world? Mario. Why is he your favorite? Because I love him the most. Oh, good. (laughs) Do you like to play the games? Yes, I do. Amazing. So here's an important question. This last weekend, we went and saw a movie. What movie did we go see? Mario. Where did we see it at? Uh, at the theater. We did see it at the theater. That's amazing. What was what was your favorite person in the movie? Mario. Mario, Mario is your favorite? Yes, it is. Who was your favorite bad guy? Luigi's not a bad guy. I treat Bowser. Bowser, yeah. He yeah, was, Bowser. He was scary. Yeah. Um, what was what was your favorite part in the movie? Uh, Do you remember? I remember a part you really liked. What? what did they What did they get at the very end to beat Bowser? They got an, an item. What did they get? Uh, when they grabbed the thing and then they turned. Hurt you. Uh, they got. No, no. And we remember was... after movie with Nan got us a hard chew. Oh. And then. Yeah, we remember at the fair. Oh yeah. You... <laughs> yes. <laughs> I also enjoy treats. You got a high chew from Nana. That is very. That is very exciting. But in the movie, do you remember when Mario and Luigi they got something at the very end? They got a, a thing. Star! Yes. And I remember you were sitting next to me and you started jumping up and down and said, We're gonna get him, we're gonna get him. And who did they beat? Bowser. <laughs> it was amazing. One one more question for you, bud. I have another question. Do you wanna see another Mario movie? Yes. So you want him to just make a lot of them or just or just the one? Oh, that's a good idea. I bet yes. I bet they're going to make a lot. You love it all? Yeah, I do. Oh, good. What I say? Do you like anything else in Mario in the in the game or the movie? Oh, uh, Luigi. You, you like Luigi? Do you like yeah. oh, you like playing Luigi's Mansion? Yeah, remember what discovery Luigi? Yeah, Cuz he's kind of scared and in the movie he's scary too, huh? Yeah. He gets scared of, of because too. he has to be bad guys. Yeah, but he does it anyway. Yeah. Because he's cool, huh? Yeah, I know. Okay. Well, 
that's our that's our time. Yes. Thanks for thanks for the cool interview, bud. Yes. Okay. Say woohoo. Woohoo. All right. Here I am with Kent. Kent is our nephew. How old are you, Kent? I'm seven. Which blows my mind because I swear you were six, but you're seven. You just turned seven, huh? So we went and saw this movie together, the Super Mario Bros. movie. Yeah, it's like the best movie in the history of the world. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the best movie in the history of the world. What made it so good? Um, like, what did you like about it? Probably when Peach, like, shoved the mushrooms in Bowser and Mario. That was, like, pretty fun. Oh, that was good. I like how Mario doesn't even like to eat mushrooms, and yet that's, like, his thing in the game. Yeah. I, I thought that was good, too. So who was your favorite character in the movie? Uh, Cat Mario. <laughs> nice. And the... If you didn't look close enough, there was a pole with Yoshis. Oh, yeah. It showed a bunch of them, huh? Yeah, like a whole bunch. But and also at the end of the movie, you probably saw the Yoshi egg if you stayed after the credits. Yeah. Do you think it was worth staying after the credits? Yes. Yeah. So do you think um, you would make any changes to this movie? Yes. More parts with Yoshi. I actually agree with that. I think Yoshi could have been more utilized throughout the first movie. Yeah. And I'm glad that they have recognized that, like, he's a vital character. He's going to be in the next one. Yeah. He's going to be a main character in the next one. So what are some of your favorite, like, Mario games to play with any of the Mario characters? Definitely... Um, Super Mario Bros. Udelex, because Nabbit always makes me a mom win. Yeah, Nabbit's pretty good, huh? Yeah, like, if you, if you pass a bad guy, right. it'll just, like, ignore it. It yeah. won't even do anything. You won't even die, huh? And when you get items, you don't get them, except if it's a stall. That's all you can get. A you can only get a star if you're Nabbit. Yeah. But if you get other items except a star, they give you one ups at the end of the game. Nice. So I also know definitely Yoshi's Crafted World. That's what I was gonna say. I know you've been playing some of the Yoshi game too. What's yeah. It called also, again? it's called Yoshi's Crafted World, and there's these cute puppies that are called. Poochie puppies and one, lots of the some of these episodes, some of these uh, levels have a big poochie puppy that you ride on. Holy cow! So, do you think Yoshi should get his own movie? Yes. What would you call that movie? Hmm. Just Yoshi, or do you think it should? Wait. Be N new. Super Yoshi Bros. Oh, Super Yo New Super Yoshi Bros. The movie. Yeah, that would be so good because there's like lots of parts with Yoshi, and like there was one red Yoshi and one green Yoshi, like Mario and Luigi. 
So I'm going to take a wild guess, okay? When you play Mario Kart, what character do you choose? I'm going to assume it's Yoshi. Uh, I don't always choose Yoshi. So one time I chose chose Bordo, but you can't just get you can't just get Bordo. You need to get special games. Oh right. Yeah, you have to have the DLC to get Birdo. You're right. Well, do you think Birdo should be in the next movie too with Yoshi? Yes, probably. Like Yoshi and Birdo are pretty much the same. Right. They're hand in hand. I think you can't have one without the other. Well, do you have any other thoughts to say on the Mario movie, or is that pretty much all you had to say? Pretty much all. So, if you were to give this movie a score out of 10, what would you give it? 10 and a half. 10 and a half? Well, there you have it, folks. We got a 10 and a half from Kent, my seven-year-old nephew. Thank you very much, Kent, for your time. And we look forward to having you as a guest on the pod again. I love playing Switch. (laughs) And that's his final words. There you go. Two glowing reviews for the Super Mario Bros. movie. If that didn't convince you to watch it, I don't know it did. I also like playing Switch. (laughs) An endorsement from the next generation of Nintendo players. We're, We're doing something right in our family. I love how... So Kent is huge on Yoshi. And Max is huge on Mario. They both were dressed up as those characters at the theater when we all went. As was the rest of our family as different Mario characters. Yeah, we had, we had done it for uh, for Halloween this past year, mostly based on the love that they had for it. So we're like, well, let's do it. So we all we all went as different characters. It was, it was good. Sean, how would you describe your son during this film? Oh, so... My son Max especially is very excitable. If you didn't, if you couldn't kind of catch that through the through the recording, he was like either like hugging my arm and like like shaking me like because he was so happy, or in like the major action action sequences, he would like be on literal like you know they say the edge of your seat. We we had the the recliners, and he'd be like on the front of the like where the feet go. And just like, or standing up and jumping up and down, either on the chair or, you know, and just, you know, he was so excited throughout the whole thing. It was amazing. I was sitting next to Allie, our niece, dressed as Princess Peach. She loved it just as much as the boys did. So that's great. Great for kids, boys and girls and all the like. It was, it was like one of the highlights for me of like movie watching in a theater. I think Sean's letterbox review talks about that. that. Yeah. It's like turning a, like at the climax of the movie, I wasn't even watching the movie. No. I was watching Max yeah. because he was jumping up and down and it was like tears to my eyes. Well, and watching Kent and Allie, they were laughing so much too. It was just so good. So Max will in the mornings or whenever he'll, especially in the mornings, he'll wake up and get Makai out of bed. Our, our second, they'll come downstairs without us knowing They'll turn on like YouTube of somebody playing Mario Party or Mario this or Mario that, and they'll pretend that they're being Mario and Luigi. And so they'll be like, oh, we did it. We got this. And so in at that moment, they got the star and they're beating Bowser. And he's like, Makai, we're winning. And I like, I almost freaking <laughs> cried. I'm like, I was just so happy that I was just like, they're just so like that he had put themselves in like he sees his brother. And it's just so cool that they had that thing to experience together. Target audience satisfied yeah more than satisfied i mean 10 and a half out of 10 (laughs) glowing reviews well and honestly we are also probably one of the intended audiences you can tell with the the jokes and the references people who grew up watching uh, playing nintendo games 
um, are going to love all the references in, and the Easter eggs in this thing. Right. There's so many things that are referenced, so many games, you know, villains, the music. Yeah. It played so many samples of so many different games from Luigi's Mansion to DK64. And also, they were playing, like, rock songs and pop songs. Like, I didn't know that they would have, you know, the ability watching, to do that. Watching Mario and Luigi run through the streets of Brooklyn as if it was a 2D scroller. With Beastie Boys. Part is like is like some of the action they would turn it into the the scroll type or whatever. And it was just like, that was my, my favorite decision, they like, creative decision so they made. Other than other than like we were saying the music and like how how they dropped that all in there, but but visually my very like for sure the best was when it felt like gameplay that was really cool. I love that this movie w- respected and did not take away from its source material at all. It it was very true to the source material that is Mario's world. So it's it's a fastball down the middle. It's like exactly they're trying to do exactly what they're doing straight. They they weren't trying to like t- have this like existential take. Or this other thing, it was just like, no, we're this is our target audience. This we're gonna play this very safe. We're gonna play this, and and this could be, you know, some people like may view it as like, oh, it's just, it's just IP run of the mill doing this, and and it, you know, and sure, it's IP doing its thing and making money. It's like, okay, yes, but it's just like it, it is very well respecting what it, you know, and it's just very straightforward. And I think I really actually appreciate that. It's incredibly successful at what it's trying to do. And and this movie needed to exist. It's like such a hole in the market. And I'm excited for what this means for video game movies. Um, and it's just, it was so cool to see all the references. We had Mario Kart as a central part of, you know, the rising action. And, and we had Super Smash Bros happening with like Mario versus Donkey Kong and different power-ups. Like, oh. It was amazing. And I think that you know this movie also what i what i liked about it is i feel like sometimes with a video game it's hard to like give a clear story and it's like what sean said like i feel like the whole thing had kind of one linear path of what's going on and like yeah it would cut to like luigi in prison or whatever but like that's also important just to that main story i feel like some movies try too hard to to make it their own. I, I think the same about book adaptations, you know, like Aragon or like Percy Jackson. There's some movies that they, they get IP that's beloved and they're like, oh, let's make this our own. And the in doing Air so, like the worst adaptation ever, the last ever, they like tried to do something. It's just like, no, just play, just do play the it thing. straight. Yeah, I I think that's something that I applaud this movie for is sometimes it's a risk to not take a risk in a weird way, if that makes sense. We need to talk about something. I don't know how it hasn't been brought up yet. Jack Black (laughs) as Bowser singing a piano ballad called Peaches. Yeah, I, I would say that's actually the furthest that it strayed from like just grand old Mario. It was just like, oh no, we're gonna make him Jack Black. Jack Black. Essentially, and it was so, and I really did like that. It was that. so good. As someone who always chose Bowser in Mario Kart growing up, now I choose one of the Koopalings in Mario Kart 8. I, I choose Roy, which is Bowser's son, or, you know, the same species. As someone who, who always has enjoyed Bowser, I had a Bowser backpack in high school. I mean, they couldn't have done better. I think I love, you know, at first I was a little like, 
I don't know. Why is he so obsessed and loves Peach? And then it shows Peach, and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, never mind. That's justified. And we talked about Allie really enjoying it and, like, getting really excited. Peach is not a damsel in distress in this movie. She's the strongest character. And maybe that's a slight stray from, like, your, you know, Mario game is, like, usually Peach is the one taken. But, like... But in modern games... A welcome one. Like, it's it's totally... And it didn't feel forced either. It's just, like, I don't know. She's just... She just needs help. With, like... Like, not, like... Like anyone would. Like anyone would. Not, like, oh, I can't do anything. Just, like... Because she's going to go do it. with me? Yeah. Right. And I love the the training montage to holding out for a hero. I mean, can't go wrong. And it shows him just get good at doing what Mario does. That I got actual low-key chills about. Yeah, I think, honestly, that's probably my favorite part. If I was to pick a part, it was just and not only... And he's also just playing Mario at that point, which is also fun, too. It's like, I love how they incorporated a training, but it's just like you're playing Mario. It's like, how cool. Like, it's so simple sounding, but it's perfect. That's exactly what they should have done right there. It showed the frustrations that is dying over and okay, over and over again. How bad at this game I am. I don't really play Same. Super Mario. I don't really play because I don't enjoy it because I die so much. Same. I need the I need the character that Kent plays as. What is that one called? Nabbit. Nabbit. There was a glowing review for Nabbit as well, and it makes me want to play. I'm cracked, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, also, our sister Abby. Holy cow! Like she's very good. I remember as a, I think that's another one of those things. It's like Jake was so good at piano that I just never played piano. Abby was so good at Mario that I'm like, well, I'd either watch her or just not play because I just there's no point. She's so good at it. Specifically, Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. Incredible. Our sister Abby will go like if if you do that thing where like when she dies, you get to play. It's like, good luck, pal. Like you You're better have something to do because yeah. she's not going to die. <laughs> like she'll she knows how to get like the one flower that's hidden that like makes you fly over the entire level and get like 1600 billion coins like that's abby specifically with that game and like no other video games it's insane yeah flying over the level we got we got uh cat mario and then we got what is he called i call him raccoon tanuki tanuki mario in the movie the raccoon the, the references are so good. We got some Luigi's Mansion kind of references. Luigi gets really scared. Yeah, Sean talked about vibes. that with yeah, like Max. He, he puts out the right vibes for Luigi's Mansion. And it plays a sample of Luigi's Mansion's theme when he's getting taken by the dry bones. Um, also, pretty good horror right there as far as just like Scary. if we're talking just like filmmaking here. Like that was a, a horror sequence. Yeah, those dry bones. I thought all, yeah, the Goombas, the dry bones, the Koopas, like all of these characters. Kongs, bro. We got some Diddy Kong and some, was it? We got Chunky or, yeah, uh, Tiny, Chunky. I didn't see Lanky. No, and. We got Cranky. Dixie. Dixie. Was it Dixie or Tiny? So I'm going to come to my biggest gripe. Oh. Okay. And this is what I would change. I'm taking Cranky, not out, but I'm. I'm putting Donkey Kong as the leader of the Kong world. I think him as like the son trying to impress was not my cup of tea. I And that's because maybe my primary Donkey Kong reference is Donkey Kong 64, where he is the leader of the bunch. He's almost, well. he's almost like the, the quiet collected leader type, the Leonardo almost of the, of the Donkey Kongs. And so him being kind of a needy, it was a character shift. And he, I'm okay with him being arrogant, but like, I don't know. I think he should have been the leader of the Kongs. Mm. Here's my take. 
I think the DK entirely should have been taken out and had Yoshi in the first movie. Have Donkey Kong be the post-credit scene. Donkey Kong be post-credit scene. Build out that world. We're spending a lot of time in Jungle Japes. The big bad is K. Rule. I'm okay with that. That'd that's be what a I, really good sequel. You and Kent have that in common, that you would want Yoshi to be a bigger part of this one. Yes. I also think that that'd be a really cool world to live in um, in the sequel. I would be more than happy with a Donkey Kong spinoff movie. Separate, yeah. And I would want him to be more mature. And he does mature in the end, and they... I'm okay with them having their competitiveness. I'm okay with his arrogance. I'm okay with Seth Rogen being at the voice. Most totally. of that I'm fine with. I just I feel More like attitude. he could be a little more leadery and a little a little more intimidating, frankly. Yeah, I agree. I think that will also give them some good stuff to work with, though, in a sequel. Um, as a character that isn't fully who they're gonna become. So uh, since we are getting a sequel which I'm so excited about the Yoshi. Uh, it could be really, really sweet. I think he's not. I think they're doing exactly what they should. He just had his Yoshi voice. I don't think he should talk. I agree. I think that's he's all. He sh- that's all he should say, like a Pikachu, right? And so I think. I think. I hope that is that the Mario and Yoshi relationship will be a special toothless hiccup type scenario. I agree. I I think this movie is different from Pokemon the first movie to me in that with Pokemon, I would mostly recommend it for those of you who have nostalgia for it. Uh, Super Mario, most of us are going to have nostalgia with it, but even if you don't, I think you will enjoy this movie. Yeah, I think so too. I I don't think everyone's going to, including us, like, you know, it's not like this five-star movie that, you know, is generational. And cinema. Really, you know, yes, yeah, cinema, but it's just, it's a great block, uh, you know, um, blockbuster movie. Popcorn for the, movie. For the family. And it's just like our whole family from my dad dressed as Bowser yes, yelling at us for being late or whatever. It was like, well, this is terrifying. Uh, <laughs> he had a mask. All the way down to little Allie in her, in her, in her peach costume, little, little, uh, my son, Makai in his, in his Luigi outfit. So it's, it was just, it was just a freaking great time. Yeah. I was dressed as Toad in between my father dressed as Bowser and my niece dressed as Peach. So that was when it's just, I wish you all could see, just envision all of us. My wife is Toadette. You know, it was just incredible. I was shy guy. So do you guys have any possible, like, ideas for the sequel? I was, I was thinking, we, obviously Yoshi's gonna, gonna play a part. I think, I think Wario and Waluigi, I think would be kind of a fun bad guy combo for that one. Obviously, do you think Bowser probably still? I don't yeah. know. I mean, he's he's in every 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 all the games, but I wonder if if we can somehow have Wario and Waluigi play a part. And are they from Brooklyn? I don't know. Here's my thoughts, and I know I'm a sucker for the Koopalings, Bowser's kids. Mm. I'm saying opening scene of movie two is you you have a star-studded cast of the Koopalings. You could have great fun. voice talent for That'd that. Be fun. They're breaking Bowser out. Like that's the opening scene is them Ooh, doing their awesome that's stuff. Smart. They're like, we gotta save Dad. Kung Fu Panda esque. Like, like they're breaking. Like, cause currently, you know, spoiler alert, Bowser's like shrunken and in a jar. Like, so have him start out as that in the movie, and it's like nighttime, and then it just shows this intricate, like heist. Ocean's Eleven heist of the Koopalings. Oh, that gives me night. chills. Bowser Junior showing up and saying a heist. Hi, Dad. That's so good. Yo, I'm in on that. I'm in on that. A car I, chase? Yeah. 
And then and then Mario back. Yeah, I think that's a great start to the movie. And then it cuts to Mario and, you know, happily in Nintendo Land with his Yoshi or, you know, finding Yoshi is the next scene, whatever. But I, I love the Wario and Waluigi. I'm almost saying save them for the third. Give Koopalings and Bowser another another go. Run them back. Everyone loved Jack Black. Absolutely. He's central to this world now. That's true. Yeah, he probably needs to be in all of them. More piano. Have you seen all the TikTok edits of people shipping um, Bowser and Luigi? <laughs> because Bowser's twirling Luigi's mustache. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. Well, and so who would you have play Wario and Waluigi? I have my picks that you guys have seen. Uh, remind me. Remind me. Mine was Willem Dafoe Waluigi and Danny DeVito Wario. I echo that. Do you think they'd have two old sounding of voices though? I think no. I think you could I think Willem could do like eh, <laughs> and be fine. I think, really I think Danny could also do a Wario. He's kinda got a yeah. low voice anyway with scratchiness. Yeah. Give me those two. It'd be incredible. I mean at the, at that point for the for some of the Koopa people, we should probably have uh Sweet D and like the whole cast of because we already have Charlie Day. Yeah. And if we just get the rest of the Always Sunny people, and not it's not for everybody, but it's like these are the worst people on the planet in that show. Okay, so I didn't for, get the reference. For, so, so for them to be like the Koopa crew would be hilarious. Well, because there's one girl, Wendy, could yeah. be could be the Sweet D and Charlie in It's Always yeah, Sunny in Philadelphia, yeah. and they do great. Mac and Dennis, dude, dude. And then get I'm like, actually all in. Get all like Allstate guy as Roy, like super low voice, or Morton. Just give me like. Honestly, I I would love the Koopalings at the helm. Star studded. Yeah, and this movie, the first one, was the biggest grossing animated movie opening weekend in history. Yeah, beat Frozen two. Are we gonna? So we're obviously gonna introduce Yoshi. Are we gonna introduce any other protagonists? I think a Daisy. We need Daisy. Give a little competition with with Daisy and Peach, maybe, or you know, have her be like the athletic. Tomboy. We need some. We need some Mario tennis. Yeah, give us some Mario sports references. Yeah, yeah. Because Waluigi and Daisy didn't they both come in through Mario tennis? So I wonder if that can be kind of like their, you know, intro or whatever. Maybe that's how the movie starts. Everything's all happy and they're playing tennis. Yeah, they're doing that, and then they get yeah. Like I think that's actually that's fun. I'm okay with like yeah, like Yoshi doesn't talk right, but there's one scene. Where like he looks over and there's a birdo and he just is like it's slow motion and then like a low voice Yoshi or something I don't know that'd be That's great stuff yeah it, it, the kids would love it I'd love it birdo birdo like batting her yeah lashes. batting her eyes in slow motion oh, and perfect. in the background it's That's like, gonna da, happen da, I bet da, one of these one of these is gonna happen yeah they're gonna play it straight I feel like this is playing it pretty straight yeah um any other thoughts on the Mario movie it's very successful I give it. Four stars, I believe, out of five. I also gave it four along with Pokemon. I gave it four stars as well. I did want to say I th- I think that this should lead to a, a greater, and this is all over the internet too, like a greater like Super Smash Brothers universe over the next like decade or whatever. So yeah, we have this one. We have Mario 2. We have like a Kirby movie. We have a Samus movie. We have a Fox movie. I think Captain Falcon could probably be in with Samus or something. Link. And kind of some of the original. Oh, yeah. And obviously we said earlier, Link needs. I don't know, man. I, I don't even know how to even approach that with Link. And, it's so and, hard. Um, There's such different worlds. And then also same with Pokemon. I don't know. But like even if you could just get like 
maybe two thirds of the the Smash characters that kind of fit, that fit together well. Yeah, like a fox does fit. Samus, I feel like we could get her in there. Ness and them could all could all fit fine. But have the OGs as like the other like the original um, Avengers movie it had like the six or whatever. We have you know the six like a DK separate movie we already talked about. Um, anyway, that's my ten year plan. If I'm if I'm making these movies, I'm leading towards all of them coming together for to go against a K rule, a Master Hand, uh, maybe just Bowser again, again, and or for maybe yeah. a, a, a you know a group. When we're in a post Marvel world, not post, but like post Marvel existing, a crumbling, well, a crumbling Marvel world. There needs to be something to something, take its place. This might just take its place. Trevor, your thoughts. Um, my thoughts are this. A lot of people hate movies that just lead you to the next movie. Yeah. You know, the Marvel of vacation, if you will. But yeah, I say bring it on. Smash Bros. would be great. Even just Hit- standalone movies. I don't even care if they all come together. Just standalone comic, I mean, not comic book, uh, video game movies. I'm thrilled. Fox, like Star Fox could be great. I think, I think Samus, you know, uh, Metroid could be great. Like a space thriller. Like, thriller. There's, Let's go. There's so it. much that they could do, and I think I'm probably in between them. Where kind of like what I presented, I really like. You think of Ant Man, you think of the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Some of these that are um, that are very standalone, and then they eventually. I feel like it, it did get a little too messy, and I and I want Nintendo to keep playing it playing it down the down the line, and I don't know how they all come together. So maybe they have to think of something, but something simple. But each movie is very standalone. I don't want it to feel like you had to have watched the previous and all maybe, of the Disney Plus series. Maybe their own, like if you know you want to have seen Mario before Mario Two or whatever. Um, but as far as like, I don't need to have have to have seen thirteen movies in order to go watch Fox. Like, no, I want to just I can just go see Star Fox, and then eventually, yeah, they come together, but not in a way that's like so. Like like I said, they they kind of did it with a lot of the, the Avengers. They, yeah, they, they found starting way, out. They found a way to make it work independently, and then kind of brought them together. And let's just keep it from being so busy. Yep. So here's my final thoughts on this, and it's just I'm painting another picture like I did with the Kooplings breaking out. This is the post credit scene of the second Mario movie. He goes out. He's getting the mail. It's normal. It's fine. He's getting the mail. He's going through it. There's some joke about bills or whatever. And then he sees just a blank envelope, and he's like, what's this? He flips it over. There's a wax seal on the envelope. And what logo is on that wax seal? The Triforce. Smash Bros. Smash Brothers Ball. The Smash Brothers logo, blackout, end of movie. That's all I'm saying. That'd be sick. I think, I mean, I feel like you could make, like, I'm just looking at the characters. I think a Smash Brothers movie isn't too They did Wreck-It Ralph with different animation styles. I don't know. You could make this happen. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Um, okay. And so, Jake, what do we got on the docket for next week? We have a couple movies that we selected for next week uh, that go hand in hand. I selected Her, which is a total masterpiece. You'll hear all about it next week. And to pair with it, Ex Machina, both movies dealing with AI and the future of technology and human relationships. It's really beautiful. Check them out if you can before next week's episode so you can enjoy it as much as we do. Keep getting those one-ups. Keep powering up, if you will. Woohoo! And that is Hey, What's a Take on, on the Hollywood. Hollywood. Yahoo!